0: Welcome to Junior Doctors' Corner, the podcast that helps medical students and junior doctors like yourself not only survive, but thrive in your careers. We cover topics including doctor well-being, career, and life outside of medicine. My name is Dana, and I am your host for this podcast. Are you ready for a healthy dose of support, motivation, and inspiration? Then let's start this episode, stat! Hi, thanks for taking my call. I'm Beck, PGY5, MedReg, Melbourne. I'm calling about me. I'm worried I'm not good enough. And I'm also calling about you. See, I know I'm not alone. Because I'm also a self-doubt coach. I train high-achieving professional women to outsmart their perfectionistic mindset that undermines their relationships, their rest, and their career impact. I get to work with impressive, wildly capable professionals, doctors, other medics, women onto their high level postgrad degrees and research business owners. And I've observed that while externally it looks like we're thriving, internally we're just surviving. This combination is classic of perfectionistic striving. The situation has become urgent. See, I'm not really one for small talk. I'm more of a sit down with a coffee or a cocktail with me and tell me your deepest desires. What makes you cry and what keeps you up at night? It is clear that the pandemic is exacerbating our already challenging work conditions and career paths. Our forcibly organized healthcare chaos is becoming less manageable. Perfectionism here is not a survival advantage. Our perfectionism is a liability dressed up as a virtue. So let me give you the background of this perfectionism endemic that's putting our doctors at risk. You, like me, probably don't immediately identify as a perfectionist because, well, we can see we are far from perfect. (laughs) Perfectionism, though, is a misnomer. Perfectionists don't walk around thinking, I want to be perfect. I want to do things perfectly. Actually, Perfectionism comes out because someone's avoiding being imperfect. When they're afraid, they're not good enough. And so, understandably, a lot of doctors are perfectionists. Let me show you how this comes to be quite typical for us in our society. The initial injury of perfectionism is your self-concept is conflated, fused and confused with what you do. Being a doctor isn't just a job that you do sometimes, it becomes your identity, who you are. Not helped by the fact that it becomes a part of our name, the amount of time that we spend at work and studying, or when you step on the plane for your annual leave, you still have to be ready for duty. The next injury is in the definition of being a doctor. There's a paradoxically firm yet boundless idea of what a doctor should be. Being a doctor comes with elaborate professional and moral expectations, often conflicting, no less. Be professional and empathetic. Be relentlessly dedicated and always improving is sacrificial to your patients and your colleagues and also be healthy yourself. Be a well-rounded, balanced person in your life as a whole. (laughs) Where being a good doctor comes with an immeasurable definition. As conscientious high achievers, we can more easily measure our status if we're being a good doctor. By what a good doctor is not. Mistakes, faults, flaws. So just don't do anything wrong. Don't make mistakes, avoid fault, be flawless. Flawless becomes the measure of good enough. And what is flawless? (laughs) Well, here we are back at perfection. Perfection. While we talk a big game in medicine about how it's inevitable, about how mistakes and failings are ubiquitous, let's be honest. There's a lot of stigma in doctors making mistakes and failing. After all, each failure is a person and that person's loved ones. In terms of treatments we've tried so far, existing advice for perfectionists is either lovingly dismissive, often from our loved ones, our friends, from don't be silly, you're fantastic. To trust you'll be fine. (laughs) To lower your standards. Our favourite, right? Or the more sophisticated, usually professional advice. But also abstract and unstructured. Meet your criticism with self-compassion. We're like, hey, okay, that sounds good. But also, how? I have questions. Is it, I'm not good enough at my job and I'm just going to be nice to myself about that? Mm. It feels unacceptable. My assessment is that with our self-worth being conditional on being a good enough doctor, thought error, and flaws being interpreted as evidence that we're not, thought error, and may never be, thought error, it makes sense that our subsequent behaviours include our brain going into a state of hypervigilance to recognise failure, so to avoid it, and to be hypercritical about any failing. So if our thoughts here are leading to this maladaptive behavior cycle, the symptoms, as a physician, I say, we treat the underlying cause, our thoughts. All of this distorted reasoning in the perfectionism mindset is made up of thought errors and held up by more thought errors. And this is how I define perfectionism. Perfectionism is just a collection of thought patterns that you've practiced and consequently programmed into your brain. Your efficiency-loving brain has become proficient on these neural pathways. I like this definition because now we have something tangible and measurable. Now, we can make a plan. The bad news. Thoughts aren't something that can be cured. I would love to swallow an anti-self-criticism tablet and clear the parasite from my system. The good news? Thoughts can be organized, categorized, revised, and upgraded. Thought patterns can be trained, reprogrammed. Hello, neuroplasticity. I'm not about to ask you to lower your standards or stop striving. I'm not going to give you advice to think positively or even to be more self compassionate. Here is my recommendation Thought management. Mind your thoughts to manage your mind. Start a thought management practice today. You can do this by yourself or you can do it with a coach like me, but you deserve to live in a managed mind, not a reactive, overwhelmed, hypercritical one. Here's the plan. Immediate intervention. Grab the closest blank scrap piece of paper, set a 10 minute timer on your phone and write down your current thoughts. Just do it. Don't overthink it. I know you've all written prescriptions on napkins. When the timer stops, read them back. Now, you're being the observer of your thoughts instead of someone believing them. Investigations. Download the list of archetypal perfectionism thought errors. You can just get this from my Instagram bio, Dr. Beck. Now, you can think about your thinking. This is a bit of a trip. It's called metacognition. Your thoughts, when they're up in your head, just seem like your brain's seeing and reporting the facts of the world. It's 27 and cloudy today, and you're not doing a good enough job. (laughs) Often, not blatantly said out loud, but when we sit down in a non-judgmental, honest space with that cup of coffee or cocktail, we find these thoughts. My clients are initially shocked and then embarrassed by the thoughts that we find. Instead of being self-critical, instead of just believing the thoughts that your brain offers you, now you're in the position to be a critical thinker, a critical thinker about your thoughts. Monitoring and review. Monitor your thoughts, ideally daily. Have a daily thought practice. Practice makes mm, not perfect Practice here makes new programming, new paths of least resistance for your brain to default to when you're not consciously thinking about your thinking, when you're going about your busy day, focusing on your patients under pressure, solving their problems. You don't go to the gym as a once and done thing. If you want results, you go regularly. Like your body, your brain adapts only with consistency. This is a practice that you do to keep your mind well and optimised, just like you go to the gym to keep your body well and optimised. You'll work hard at first, but you know with consistency your workouts won't only become easier, but you'll start to enjoy them and start to move up to new levels. Call me back, make contact with me if you're not sure what workout you need or what exercises will give you the results you want. Come to me as your coach, like a personal trainer. I'll teach you to use the tools, guide you until you're self-sufficient, and I will lovingly not let you stop shy of your potential. It's going to be hard and uncomfortable and fun, and I promise you, you'll love a lot. Every perfectionist deserves a coach, especially doctors, especially doctors working in a pandemic. Coaching's now been validated in RCTs to improve burnout in doctors, most notably in JAMA Internal Medicine 2019. With subspecialists and generalists across Mayo Clinic sites, they did just five months of coaching over the phone. There was a significant reduction in overall symptoms of burnout, emotional exhaustion, and improvements in overall quality of life and resilience. Of course, I think you'll have the best results and the most fun with me on your side as your coach. But if it's not right for you right now, still do this work. Pick a non-judgmental friend that you can trust and have them check your work. You're not supposed to have everything figured out on your own and you're not supposed to be perfect. Never trust anyone who says they have it all figured out and have all the answers. We all have our blind spots and our biases because we are humans. Nothing is broken. Nothing needs fixing. In fact, the opposite. What we ultimately do with thought management is remind you of this. We rebuild your self-regard. The thought errors have you misinterpreting the world and it's wasting your time, energy and misguiding your decision making. Your daily decisions become your life. That's how you became a doctor. All from a decision. When you misinterpret the world, you misinterpret what's in your control and it's more, not less than what you think. If you really like that episode, please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes to help a sister out. And don't forget to subscribe to our email list so that you never miss an episode.